Isn't there such a liberty in this house of freedom in the spirit? Praise God. Miracles are happening even right now. The word of God is at work within your life. You know, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, and there is a time for every purpose under heaven. There is a time to be born, a time to die. There's a time to plant. There's a time to pluck what is planted. There's a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Say to your neighbor, what time is it? Or say it again, what time is it? You know, when you study the word, you will see that there are, there are two Greek words translated time. There's the Greek word chronos, which speaks about a time interval, um, such as, you know, looking at your watch, you know, there are 60 seconds in a minute. There are 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day. That is chronos time. But then there's another sense in which the word time is used. It is actually in the Greek a different word, and is the word kairos, uh, which is not speaking about a time interval, it is speaking about an appointed time or God's appointed time. It is a specific time where specific things can be achieved. It's a little bit like Paul in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 9 saying, A great and effective door has been opened to me and there are many adversaries. There is a door of grace that has been opened at this time. That is a kairos moment, a kairos time. You know, in understanding what kairos is, Jesus made a statement in the book of Luke chapter 19 when he approached Jerusalem. I'll read from verse 41 of Luke 19. It says, now as he drew near, he saw the city, that's Jerusalem, and he wept over it, saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side. And level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your what? Of your visitation. He said, Jerusalem, because you did not know the time. He wasn't talking about Kronos. He was talking about Kairos. That the Messiah has come. There is a time of your visitation. Kairos speaks about a dispensation of grace upon your life, an opening, an opportunity, a time for you to take specific action that will be backed by the grace of God. 
He said, you did not know the time of your visitation. I came to visit you, but like Jacob who woke up and said, the Lord was here and I didn't recognize it. I didn't know it. It is important to recognize the time in which we live. The season that you are in. Because there is a dispensation of grace available to you that you must take advantage of. But until you see it, you can't believe it. Until you believe it, you can't apprehend it. So you've got to see it. You've got to recognize it. But when you see it and recognize it, you can have it. You can walk in it. You can step on it. You can possess it. There is a Kairos moment that we're in. And we need to recognize what time it is. You know, speaking about your life in Acts 17 verse 26. You know, there's certain things we must embrace deep within our hearts. Hallelujah. There's certain understanding that must resonate within your inner man. You know, there was a testimony that was given here tonight. Uh, Pastor Tunde was given the testimony. And he said one thing he learned from his experience is the truth that God will never leave you or forsake you. You see, there are certain things that must resonate within your inner man. There must be a settled issue. So even if you are in hell, you know he is there. Hallelujah. It does not matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter where you are. If you say in the name of Jesus, you will experience the presence of God. Because by covenant, he has said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. So you know, you must know within your inner man that I am destined to walk in light. Even if I am in the midst of darkness. Because he will never leave me nor forsake me. There are certain things that must resonate within our inner man. And one of those things is the understanding of the time in which we live. We're in a Kairos moment. Regarding your life, the Apostle Paul by revelation in Acts 17, 26, he made this statement about what God has done concerning you. The Bible says that he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. And he has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they will seek the Lord or so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they may grope for him and find him. Though he is not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And also some of your poets have said, we are also of his own offspring. So he said that God has determined your pre-appointed time. That word time is not chronos, it is kairos. It means that the time of your birth was predetermined by God. You need to understand that you are not here as a mistake of fate. You are here, it does not matter how young you are or how old you are. You are here, your birth was pre-appointed and determined by God. Pre-appointed. Say, I am too important. Or say it again, I am too important for God to ignore. 
Because your birth was pre-appointed by God. God pre-appointed the season of your birth. You know, God does different things in different times and seasons. And for this season of his grace, he pre-appointed your birth. So you are already in a Kairos moment. You are not just here trying to make ends meet and just do the best you can. You are here by God's pre-appointment to fulfill specific purpose. And there is a season in which you can fulfill it. You know, as we step into a new year, we must know what time it is. You know, the Lord came to a man, Jeremiah, and he told Jeremiah what time it was. Jeremiah is not more special than you. Jeremiah is not more special than you because God pre-appointed your birth. You know, in Jeremiah 1, 9, these are things that must resonate in your inner man because until you see it, you can't have it. Hallelujah. But when you see it, when you know who you are, when you know what time it is, when you know the grace of the hour, then you can walk in it. You know, in Jeremiah 1 verse 9, he said, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold. You know, behold is not a spiritual word. It just means see. Look. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. You know, prior to this, Jeremiah said, you know, God, I am just a child. But God helped him understand what time it was. He said, Jeremiah, open your eyes and see what time it is. Because you are not just in a chronos time, you are in a kairos moment. There is a grace that I have put upon your life to pull down, to destroy, to build, and to plant. Behold what I have done, what I have set you to become. He said, see, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? You know what you see is important. And I said, I have seen a branch of an almond tree. And the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. What do you see? It is important that we see well. Because when we see well, we will see the Kairos moment that we're in. We will see the dispensation of grace in which we stand. We must see well. Can I say to you by the Spirit of the Lord that we are living in an Isaiah 43 time you know in Isaiah 43 verse 18 to 19 I read the New Living Translation it says but forget all that it is nothing compared to what I am going to do I am about to do something new see I have already begun do you not see it I will make a pathway through the wilderness I will create rivers In dry places. You know we can't look to the past. For patterns concerning our future. As a matter of fact the Bible says in Luke chapter 5 verse 36. That you cannot put new wine in old wine skins. You must put new wine in new wine skins. Hallelujah. The Bible says that those who have gone before. God has preordained 
that without us, their work will not be complete. And God has saved his best for last. You know, Hebrews 11 was talking about us. It says all those that have gone before, we cannot look to them for the pattern of what our lives are going to be like. Because God has saved the best for last. And God has ordained that without us, their work will not be completed. So this is a new day. And God has pre-appointed the time of our birth. He has pre-appointed that you and I will be born in this day. We are living in the day of the fulfillment of prophecy. You know, imagine a young boy who's probably under 10, 11 years old. And you know, if you study the book of Jeremiah, you will notice that Jeremiah came from an ancestry of priests that were banished to Anathoth. His family name was not a good one. We don't have time to look at it. But, you know, his forefathers were one of those that, um, that betrayed David. So when Solomon came into power, he banished them to Anathoth. So he was of the priests or the lineage of the priests that were banished to Anathoth. So he didn't have a good name. He didn't have a good pedigree. Now imagine such a person from such a lineage. And then he was a young boy and God comes to him and says that before you were born I knew you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. It would sound incredible would it not? And God said, what do you see? I want you to see what I see. You know, some of you are looking at me like, you know, I don't know what pastor is on tonight. But he can't be talking about me. I am talking about you. God pre-appointed your birth for destiny. And he has ordained that those who have gone before, their ministry will not be complete without you. This is the day that they long to look into. And this was the day that God pre-appointed that you will be born. This is your Kairos moment. You need to understand what time it is. That you do not lose the day of your visitation. This is the day of our visitation. This is the day of our visitation. Look at Isaiah 2 verse 2. We are living in the day of prophecy fulfilled. And as we walk into 2017, it is important that you know who you are and you know what time it is. Because when you begin to perceive it, when you begin to know who you are, then you begin to stretch forth in that direction. You know, in Isaiah 6 verse 3, the Bible says that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. In Habakkuk 2.14, it says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Look at Isaiah 2 verse 2. What does it say? I want you to begin to see a different picture. I want you to begin to perceive the grace that is upon this dispensation. I want you to begin to perceive that the, the grace that is, that is upon your life. I want you to begin to lift your head up and begin to stretch towards your high calling and your destiny. Because this is the day of your visitation. This is the day of your visitation. It might not feel like it. It might not look like it. But it is the day of your visitation. And when you begin to perceive it. 
when you begin to perceive it, when your the eyes of your spirit begin to open, you begin to see a different picture and you begin to have a different experience of life. There is a lot that is riding on your fulfillment of destiny. There are people's lives that are connected with your obedience. In Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 it says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations will flow into it. Many people will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So we know that in the last days, and we are in the last days, because in the book of Acts chapter 2, when the disciples or the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit, and Peter began to speak to the congregation, he said, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That was 2,000 years ago. So at least we know that we are 2,000 years into the last days. And this was the season that God pre-appointed for you to be born. So you were pre-appointed to be born in the last days. It says that in this last days, the wisdom of God will shine forth through the church. And the world is going to come to the church to learn how to govern. The world is going to come to the church. They are going to come to the mountain of the Lord's house for light concerning how to bring solutions to difficult problems. This is the day of the breaking forth of the glory of God. In 2017, I see a breaking forth of waves of glory in the lives of his people. This is a dispensation where the glory of God, you know when we talk about the glory of God, we are talking about the power of God. We are talking about the wisdom of God. We are talking about the miraculous. He said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. They will hear from heaven. They will see what is happening in heaven. These are the days where the will of God in heaven is being seen and heard and established in the realm of men. I see waves of glory breaking forth. This is the Kairos moment we're in where the people of God will be operating in such governmental authority that when it comes out of when it comes to the marketplace, we will lead the marketplace. When it comes to the supernatural, we will be manifesting the power and the glory of God. You know, God has ordained that human beings function in two realms. In the realm of the spirit. And the realm of the natural. He has ordained that we function in both realms. And in this day of glory, we need to learn to function in both realms. There is a Kairos moment here. There is a door of opportunity to the people of God to ascend into heaven on the ladder of Christ. And hear what is going on. And bring that wisdom into the world of men. This is not for the bishop. It is not for the pastor, it's not for the prophet, it is for the church. He said in those days, I'll pour out my spirit on what? Of flesh. 
until we know who we are, until we begin to perceive what is considered normal in terms of operation of your life by God, we will not begin to press toward it. God came to Jeremiah and said, I have set you. Jeremiah at the time was still acting like an 11-year-old boy. He said, no, understand that I have set you over nations and over kingdoms. Can I say by the Spirit of God that God has set you over this nation? Can I say to you by the Spirit of God that the solutions of this nation are resident in your inner man? This is your Kairos moment. You can't put new wine in old wineskins. There is a convergence that is going on right now. Heaven and earth are converging. There is a convergence going on. I think it was about two years ago that the Lord said to me that I should start preaching about dreams. And I said, God, what are you talking about? I don't know anything about dreams. He said, I want you to start preaching about dreams. And I began to preach about dreams and preach about the fact that the Bible says in the last days, he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. His sons and daughters must hear and see. They must dream dreams. And all of a sudden, I began to dream. And people in church began to dream. And people were being led. And God was visiting people in dreams. There is a convergence between heaven and earth. Being instructed in the night season in a dream is a kairos opportunity for you today. In the old days, maybe you had to be ordained or you had to, something had to happen for you to qualify. But can I say to you by the Spirit of God, you have been qualified because this is the day you have been pre-appointed for. You know, people are going to start seeing visions. Their eyes are going to open to the supernatural. There is a convergence, a convergence, a convergence between heaven and earth. You know, it is not just the kingdom of light. In the kingdom of darkness, more and more of Satan's kingdom is being evident in the physical for all to see. But where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Until we step into what we have been qualified for in this time, we'll be overwhelmed by the enemy's counterfeit. You cannot afford to sit still. The Bible says if you put new wine in old wineskins, then the wineskin will burst and everything will be lost. This is your Kairos moment. Opportunities are being set up in the economy for the people of God to come to the fore. There will be problems in this nation that nobody can solve. And God has ordained that the children of God will solve it. So rather than complaining like everybody else, it is time to take that thing that is burdening your heart and go into your prayer closet. Because God has hidden the wisdom for you to discover in his presence. So understand what 2017 is. It is a year of convergence. It is a year where waves of glory will be crashing forth into the lives of men. It is a year where there is opportunity to enter heaven and interact more effectively with heaven. To get heavenly wisdom, heavenly direction, heavenly inspiration, heavenly favor. It is time to press into what God has for us. It is a time to enter into the sphere of government. Because the kingdom of God is all about government. It's not politics, it's government. Hallelujah. The government of the earth. The systems of the kingdom superimposed of the, on the systems of the earth, bringing liberty and freedom. And we are the people through whom his glory will be revealed. So this is your Kairos moment. So the Apostle Paul gives us an admonition in this time. Look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. 
I'm so glad the kids are here today. You need to know from, your, from a young age what time it is. Because, you know, children can even operate more effectively in these things. Because they, their ears are tuned to heaven. And they are more apt to listen and obey. They don't question too much. So children like never before will lead. And, and they will show us the ways of the Spirit. Hallelujah. They will lead and show us the ways of the Spirit. From a young age, they will experience angelic visitations. They will be translated to heaven. They will come back with wisdom from above. This is the day we live in. Don't be fooled because you're a child. Like Jeremiah, he said, no, no, I have set you. Don't let the physical determine how you value yourself. This is a Kairos moment for you. So the Apostle Paul, who I believe is the writer of Hebrews, gives us this admonition as I close this evening. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, you know, saying to some of our guys that, you know, if right now all you're seeing are problems, then you have the wrong perspective. You know, right now in heaven, from the place of God's glory, where God's presence is. Now, do you think that when the angels of God are looking at planet earth and the problems you and I are having, do you think they are perturbed by those problems? Do you think they consider them insurmountable? I mean, they're in a place... <laughs> They were there when the earth was created. They saw the Father create the earth. They are in a place of great glory. They see the power of Almighty God. Do you think that from that perspective, when they look at our problems, they are rattled and they have any sense of fear that the devil is going to win? They have none whatsoever. Now the Bible says that you and I are seated at the right hand of God. If we look at the earth from that perspective, will we be afraid? Will we be anxious? Will we not see that the earth is full of the glory of God? The glory of God is here. It is the power of God that binds you to himself. And it is the power of God himself that will cause his purpose for your life to be fulfilled. There is no need to fear. There is no need to be afraid. There is no need to draw back because those that are with us are greater than those that are against us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So in Hebrews 12 verse 1, he says, therefore, we have just read a whole chapter in Hebrews 11 of all of the great men of faith that have gone before. He says, therefore, we also, it is our turn now. <laughs> it is our turn now. He talked about those that subdued nations. He talked about those that quieted the mount of lions. He talked about those that received strength to conceive seed. When they said it was impossible, they bound themselves to the word until that word became flesh in their lives. He said, look at the examples of those that have gone before. And God has left his best for last. You are his best. He has ordained that without you, their work will not be complete. You are his best. It does not matter where you are. It does not matter what the devil has said to you. It does not matter what your husband or your wife or your child or your parent has said to you. God has said, I have set you over kingdoms and over nations. I have pre-appointed the time of your birth. This is your day of destiny. This is your day of revelation. He said, therefore, you know, greatness is staring on the inside. There are passions deep within your heart. There are problems you see that break your heart. And there's something moving you in that direction. And fear grips of your heart. Do not be afraid. Be of great courage. As you move forward, God will move with you. Because this is your destiny. When we read about great victors, we, we look backwards. 
We, we don't step in their shoes at the time when they started. They were exactly like you. But the only difference is that they got up and they began to move. They began to trust the word and they moved in boldness. They were not afraid to fail. When they failed, they got up. When they failed, they got up. When they failed, they got up. They said, rejoice, not over me, my enemy. God is with me. When I fall, I will arise. Hallelujah. When I fall, I will arise. And God led them into their destiny. God will lead you into your destiny. But you must be bold and courageous. Paul says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin so, that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You know, we don't choose our race. Our race is set before us. You need to find your race. You discover your race. He said, therefore, to, to fulfill this high calling, that you are destined for in this time, there are certain things, there are certain weights that you need to let go of. Weights are not necessarily sins. They're just things that slow you down. You know, there is a certain amount of, like anything else, there's a certain amount of investment you need to make for it to produce. You know how um, New Year's Eve, everyone has New Year's resolutions. We stopped that years ago. But um, you know how the first week of the New Year, everyone starts running, uh, yeah, or lifting weights. Okay, but you know you can lift weights, but if you just lift weights in January, January 1st to 7th, and then you wait till the next January 1st to 7th, and you lift a lot of weights, it's not going to make any difference. But there's a certain amount of investment consistency that will produce results in your life. Is that not true? With anything, okay? There's amount of investment in the word and in meditation that will start bringing forth fruit in your life. All right? But there are weights that cause you to be distracted so you don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. You have time for your high calling. You need to take time for your high calling. Amen. There are certain things that distract you. And the devil is the author of those things. Because he wants you distracted. He doesn't want you to discover the riches in your inner man. He doesn't want you to discover how to hear the voice of God. He doesn't want you to discover it. Because if you discover how to hear the voice of God, then his power over your life is destroyed. is broken. If you discover... And Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. When Igwe was giving the testimony about the business deal he got involved in, and, you know, it looked like, you know, everything was going wrong, he, he made a statement that, you know, the, the key thing for him was, well, you've got to know what you heard. When you hear God, when God speaks to you and you hear his voice, in times of affliction, you are comforted because you have the word of the Lord. These are the days that we are in. Paul says, let us let go of the weights. The weights are, they can be excessive pleasures that are good. Thank God for prosperity and the things that he allows you to do. But excessive pleasure can become a weight. Because we're always golfing now, you know. We're always golfing. We're always checking out the different golf courses. There's nothing wrong with golf, but you know, it can become a weight. TV can be a weight. All right. Eating from restaurant to restaurant can be a weight. Because sometimes you need to fast a little bit. Shandai. <laughs> are you with me? There, there are certain things that can become weights. Amen. Because remember, this path we're on is a path in which there is a seamless operation between the supernatural and the natural. We must become familiar with the supernatural. Where a dream comes and you interpret it correctly. You understand what God is saying. If they had kidnapped uh, Pastor Tunde, would have been saying many are the afflictions of the righteous. Is that not the case? 
Did the Lord visit him in the night and give him a dream? If he did not have the spiritual gumption to be able to interpret the dream and discern that the Lord wanted him to stay home and pray, he would have gone to the farm and been abducted. Would he not have been? How many people have entered into covenant? When Israel entered into the covenant with the Gibeonites because they did not consult God, they entered into a business agreement that they could not get out of. Purely because they did not spend time to draw counsel from God. This is our Kairos moment. The grace is upon us. This is what we are called for. He says that we should lay aside the weight and then the sin that so easily entangles us. We're going to talk some more about this in the new year. But you know, thank God for redemption. Because the power of redemption, what the cross has done, is it has delivered us from sin on three levels. Number one, he has delivered us from the penalty of sin. Is that not true? But then he has also delivered us from the power of sin. And then ultimately we'll be delivered from the very presence of sin. Thank God we are righteousness conscious and know that in Christ we have been delivered from the penalty of sin. But we need to walk free of the power of sin. Because if all we ever do is just ask God for forgiveness, there is a power in our lives that will be robbed off. Because when the prince of this world comes, he will find darkness in us. And he will use the darkness as a pivot to come into our lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to teach about that coming in the next uh, few weeks. But it is important to understand. Paul says we should lay aside the weights and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And he has now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are destined for victory. We are destined for glory. We are destined to reveal the glory of God in the earth. You are destined to reveal the wisdom of God in your space, in your sphere of influence. You are destined to reveal the power of God in the place to which he has called you. You are destined to walk with almighty God in the realm of time. Heaven is not meant to begin when you die. You are meant to walk in the regions of heaven in this time and in this space. That ladder that went up from earth to heaven was a prophetic sign of the time in which we live. Because Jacob saw angels ascending and descending. These were angels whose origin began from the earth. They were people that ascended from the earth and entered entered into heaven and then when Jesus came he said I am the ladder when you come into me you will climb me and enter the regions of God that is our destiny that is the new wine and those are the wine skins it must be contained in we are the people of God the Bible says that the earth is waiting for a manifestation of the sons of God this is our day of manifestation it is time for revelation it is time for glory It is time for the glory of God to be revealed through the lives of men. It is time for your light to shine so brightly that men will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah.